time to talk a bit more origin. So we might as well go straight to the top. Um, look, he had the golden touch. He's only been in the hot seat of the QRL boss three weeks. And, of course, the Maroons are going to have a win. He joins us now. Ben Iken, welcome to Triple MNRL. How are you, mate? Hello, boys. Going good. Yeah, no, I haven't stuffed anything up. We've won two Origins, so I think I'm going to go for a pay rise. What do you reckon? Excellent. And that's upgrade. enough talk about Origin moving on. <laughs> uh, definitely an upgrade, for sure. <laughs> Betty, you must oh, be looking listen. forward to this uh, game to Brisbane. I mean, it's a, it's a, just a joint the Blues hate going to. The record shows they struggle there in any game, let alone one that they've got to win to keep the series alive. So what? you don't have to go into work now. You can just let it breeze on. Uh, yeah, Billy's got it under control, remembering that, you know, we won the Women's Origin too, so um, Tani also very, very confident, Tani Norris. Um, origin doesn't matter where it is. Um, we get slightly affected, Hades, don't we? It's just a time of year where all that stuff that's sort of deep down in our bones starts to bubble to the surface. Um, sometimes it bubbles to the surface in unique ways. You'll, you can see that on Caxton Street on Origin Night if you come to Queensland. <laughs> But mainly, you know, I went to Adelaide for that first game, went through Sydney for the women's first origin, watched them both win. And it's just, it is such a special event, this thing. It consumes us for the best part of two months. And at the moment, Queensland are up and we're coming to Brisbane. So life doesn't get much better for me. And Ben, you're right. I mean, for anyone that's been involved or been around origin like yourself and me, but for anyone that's not been to Suncorp Stadium for an Origin game, whether you follow rugby league or not, I encourage people in New- anyone that I bump into that doesn't probably understand rugby league, I just say, listen, you've got to go to Suncorp. This is the best stadium just, to watch rugby. Just for the experience. Absolutely. Because the atmosphere, you, you can't describe it until you go and experience it. So, and that will be like game two, for sure, where it will be They'll be absolutely loving to see New South Wales come there trying to square the series. It, go, it goes sort of for like a... must be one or two Ks in every direction around the stadium, right? And um, I say this respectfully, but our... You know, Hayes knows where I'm coming from. Our rednecks, brothers and sisters, they come down out of the mountains, right? And we all congregate. <laughs> at, 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 and they come down out of the, um, the, the city towers because there's a few of them in there too. And this thing that kind of bubbles away underneath the surface uh, finds its way into the, um, the public domain, and it's normally aided and abetted by a few forexes. And the thing that happens is there's this build-up, and if, if we end up winning, the whole state, Hags, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like we walk taller. It's like it, it, it makes us feel proud to be Queenslanders for the next 12 months. It's, it's that important to us. So to be part of it, even if you are from another part of Australia or from overseas, to immerse yourself in that is a pretty special experience. They allow the banjos into the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah. We get lessons when we finish coming off primary school. <laughs> hey, Ben, I, I walk a lot taller in Newcastle if Queensland are successful every year. Yes. I, and yeah. then, but I can't find anyone. I can't find anyone. They keep their head down. They don't want to engage. It's, it's hilarious. Bad phone service, actually. Yes. Uh, listen, don't worry. They got, they got their own version of Redneck in Newcastle. Oh, yes. <laughs> I haven't Mate, Ben, just a question for you, mate. What do you think of, of taking the game to Adelaide for that first one? I, I was disappointed it went there. I know we've got to promote the game, but I'm just a fan of Origin being played in New South Wales and Queensland. I'm a traditionalist that way. Look, because we've got three, I don't mind the fact that they can take the best of what we do on the road and try and convince other people around the country to fall in love with it the way that we do. Um, It probably should be the third game, so I don't know the sort of thinking behind it. Um, 
But the other part that you could probably include in this conversation is the fact that coming to Queensland and New South Wales, I think would probably be more special for people from Adelaide who want to see the game than it would be to watch it in their own backyard. Like yeah. you, you, we, yeah. we were just having Correct. a conversation about Origin at Suncorp. Yep. Imagine you know being a rugby league fan in Adelaide, jumping on the plane and landing in Brisbane and walking down Caxton Street and then watching the Maroons win. Like that, that'd be otherworldly. So. Mm. There's a fine balance there. I get why the NRL do it, not forgetting that there's big money involved when they do sell off one of the games. It ultimately, we hope, finds its way back down into the place where this journey starts for all these players, which is grassroots footy. We're talking with Ben Eichen here as we continue the build-up between the Broncos and the Knights. Uh, round 15 at Suncorp Stadium, of course, Ben Eichen. You'd know him from a star performance with NRL 360. Did we wish he was still there? As a representative player, of course, with with Queensland, uh, formerly with the Bronx as well. And just out of that too, Benny, because we know that you've just made the move across to the QRL from the Bronx. So I guess you watch these games now with all care and our responsibility. You can put the feet up and actually watch it for what it is. And what a team you've helped prepare. These guys are absolutely flying. Yeah, you, you wish it was that way. But unfortunately, um, you know, the people at the club, players and staff, they kind of find a way into your heart and that was certainly the case for the, the two years I spent there uh, working alongside Kevy to kind of knock the footy program into shape help him you know rebuild the list that you know I look at now and just am enormously proud of and uh, it's one thing to kind of see the potential in good players but then to watch Kev work his magic and give them an environment where they can grow and come together as a team and currently sit on top of the ladder um, makes you smile. And so I'll sit down this afternoon, I'll have a beer and I'll watch on and I'll be cheering like every other Broncos supporter. I'm just so proud of Kev and everybody uh, across the footy program and through the club that's worked so hard to take the club from where it was to where it is today. Um, Broncos fans are just loving how their team's playing at the moment. So, Ben, in other words, you're taking all the credit. <laughs> yes. That's what you're trying to say. Well, it's, um, it was a good journey to be on, and I can tell you that um, in rugby league, like most team sports, it's amazing what can be achieved. Hagues, finish the sentence. When nobody cares, who gets the credit? <laughs> no, mate, I, I mean that sincerely. I think, uh, like everybody, we've, we've always wanted to see or, or we've understood the Broncos to be in and around the top, you know, three or four um, rugby league teams in the NRL and it, it is good to see them again travelling along so well um, a number of their players in and around the representative arena including a guy like Pat Carrigan who came on the, the World Cup trip uh, to England, mate, he was really impressive as a young bloke and it's great to see, um, you know, people like him, um, Payne Haas uh, Selwyn Cobbo you know uh, emulating those, some of those Broncos teams of, of years gone by, mate, where they had a, a nucleus of, you know, representative-type players in their ranks and uh, and going well. No, it is. You know, and there's, a, there's a, a pretty short but very rich history around the Bronx, and anyone who goes there that hasn't won a comp yet, they sort of carry that burden. Take this coming from an old North Sydney Bear um, player who, when we, we won our last comp, first comp in 21, our, our last comp in 1922, um, and so every year you got close to a GF, um, that would be brought up. And for the Broncos, you know, since they've been born, you know, success has been kind of the theme. And their fans got used to it, the city got used to it, and the players got used to it. So it's been a, 
bit of a dry spell. And so all those young players, they carry that burden. And since Kevy's come back, he sort of expertly managed the group to make sure that while they, we have to acknowledge our history, this is a, a new and young group that can write its own history. And um, I think the proof's in the pudding that he's doing a great job. And Ben, your thoughts on the Dolphins and have they had an effect on the Broncos themselves or, you know, yes. that sort of thing? MG, absolutely. It's a like the Broncos have hit a membership record. And so sport at its core is about rivalry and tribalism. And that's in its best form when the rivalry and the tribalism is local, captured mm. in one city. And so we've got the bloke that effectively helped build the Broncos, you know, 50Ks across the Hornybrook Highway, you know, trying to plot our downfall. So all of our supporters, they're gone nuts. All the Redcliffe supporters, the Dolphin supporters, you know, they've rallied around that team. And it sent a buzz through the city. So yeah. when you brought this sort of true rival into a local market, what it essentially was was a call to action for all the uh, fans that sat on the fringe of the Broncos to get yep. up off their backsides and go and become a member to go and watch a game. So commercially, the Broncos are flying. And uh, I think the Dolphins are number two behind the Broncos across the competition in terms of commercial performance. So you'd have to say that it's been a great decision by the the Australian Rugby League Commission to introduce the 17th team. And the Broncos are one of the key beneficiaries. Benny, just real quick, back to uh, tonight's game, of course, the the Bronx and the Knights. Um, Really briefly, it's been a big talking point here KP, Reese Walsh, it should be a cracker, the battle of the number ones. Yeah, I reckon this thing's going to play out a bit like um, yeah, Alfie Langer, Ricky Stewart, right? Um, you know, two great players, play the same position. Uh, KP started the season under a cloud of um, uh, concussion-related injuries. Um, Billy made his decision for his own reasons, but I could see these two sort of dropping in and out of that Queensland side or being in there together at some point. So, um I love Kalen Ponga as a player. He is a genius, and I just hope he gets a run of games together. But the other kid with the blue eyes, boy, oh, boy, he's special. <laughs> Reese Lightning, yeah. Well, yes. I hope he doesn't strike too often tonight for the Knights fans, <laughs> that's for sure. Look out, look out. <laughs> I think you're right, Benny. Great to catch up with you, mate. Thanks for your time. Enjoy your afternoon, mate. We'll, uh, we'll chat soon, hopefully.